are you going to actually ask any questions or are you just going to let me ramble for like, be like please please go ahead sounds good then you will at length and then i will not even be in the room Howdy, it's Wednesday, August 7th, 2019, and this is episode 105 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Buzz podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? It's not good. It's being back from Vegas and having this Vegas trip I planned for for six months be over. So so what are you going to be spending your, your time doing now? I, it's been hard to fill work days, I have to say, with no Vegas planning. I was sitting there on Monday, I was like, what do I do with all my time? Lord knows I don't have work to do. That would be ridiculous. I didn't have a podcast to edit. Well, yeah, luckily we're going to fill that void for you tomorrow. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, it's very weird to be back. It's like, you know, first trip in six years and then just to be back in reality and just know, like, I'm never going to make it back to Vegas ever. It's pretty sad. Literally never. Literally never. Yep. Or Atlantic City, as it turns out. Nope. We can get to that later. I didn't. I didn't. I did not know that we were never going back to Atlantic City, but I'm interested to hear. Okay. Yeah, we can, we'll talk about it. Okay. Great. So, uh, what happened in 2005, Craig? Pretty big year in that Harris Entertainment purchased Caesars Entertainment at the time. Harris Atlantic City presence was Harris Resort and Showboat, and purchasing Caesars also got them Bally's and Caesars, as well as you know some properties in like Vegas and other places that you don't need to care about. No. 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 Yeah. Uh, so that's a pretty big one, I feel. So that's that was the way it was when I started going. It was Harris Entertainment owning yep. those four properties, the four four of the 12 casinos in Atlantic City, and they've sort of been the powerhouse ever since, although, you know. Powerhouse in quotes. In terms of sheer number of properties, but not necessarily right. in terms of actual revenue or quality of those properties. Uh-huh. And then the House of Blues opened at the showboat, also at the time a Harris property. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised House of Blues was only 2005. felt like it had been around longer than that. Although, I, of course, I yeah. agree. I would have guessed it would be before that. I never would have guessed it was 2005. Yeah, so only around for whatever that is. Nine years. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. It's crazy. Yeah. What a list of names that came through these doors in those nine years. The no. literal list is... Posted above yes. the House of Blues. Hootie and the Blowfish, I think, was on there. <laughs> At least the big ones, I guess. Yeah. Hootie and the Blowfish, the biggest of the big. I mean, if you want, like, mid-early... Is it, like, early 90s pop? Mid-90s pop? I think it must have been, soft, like... Nine, soft rock? I don't know, whatever 95, 96, maybe? 94? Yeah. I don't know. But, man, that shit sold a lot of records. A lot of records. Anyways, what about 1905? Yeah, 1905, uh, getting into probably the beginning of the big boom in Atlantic City. Uh, the Iroquois, is that how you say it? Hotel opened on South Carolina Ave. It was entirely wooden, and to the surprise of no one, it caught fire and burned down in 1928. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of amazing, like really even going back to like, you know, the 15th century or, or older, you know, stuff that was made out of all wood. It all just burned down. Like you go see stuff in, in Belgium, and it's like this magnificent wooden structure was built in 1455 and rebuilt in 
1520, because he built it out of wood, and that catches fire. Iroquois Hotel, I think, you know, up there in the pantheon of great buildings, along with, you know, like the Grand Market in Brussels and, and stuff like that. So, uh, Absolutely. Certainly. Uh, it's on the short list of greatest architectural masterpieces of all time, I'm sure. I mean, so I think... 1906 we do get to get into one of the greatest architectural masterpieces of all time but i'll save that for the next episode we i'm a little interested but we can't have spoilers we need to keep the sanctity of the show yeah no it's a nice little teaser to get everyone excited for episode 106 (laughs) look at you just doing all your work early you must have really been bored at work (laughs) hey man i wasn't lying so just a couple of quick announcements, I guess, before we jump into the Vegas trip. Uh, we are taking part in Ed's, New Jersey Ed's, world-famous 33 pool this year. I'm happy to announce. So let's hope we get pick some teams that score 33 points and win. But just buys every week. We're going to get the whammy <laughs> every single week. <laughs> yeah. Is that what it is, the whammy? I think so. Yeah. I think uh, no, we get it was that a, 17 it was it was a different word, but yes, that's basically what it was. <laughs> Every single time. Anyways. Uh, and just today, it sounded like some discussion was breaking out on Twitter, though you are more in the know about it than me, given that you were tagged in it, uh, about some podcaster competition. Uh, I think we're supposed to pick three games against the spread every week for the NFL season. So yeah, with, with confidence, three, three, two, one points, you know, pick which oh, yeah. game you're the most confident about. So... My my goal right now is just to hopefully do a little bit better than Fanboy did last year during his <laughs> infamous run of just losing every pick that he made. Yeah, so Eric from from Better Life in Vegas Confessions already said that he's gonna you know pick against everything that we pick. So that's it's a little bit of trash talk already. Yeah, I mean it's it's harsh but fair. The other thing is, um, you know, is originally pitched by Vinny from Seven Out Podcast as being something for bragging rights between the podcasters and very quickly became, how can we make this interesting? And so somehow I got designated as the person with the least risk tolerance and have been asked to set some sort of baseline for what I'd be willing to bet on this. I mean, it doesn't sound unfair. I feel like that's a lot of pressure on me, though. I don't know. I think, I think, who do you think is a bigger gambler, you or Julian? I think it's pretty close. Julian, no. Julian stays up all night playing craps, man. Yeah, like $5 crabs. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Okay. Absolutely. So yeah, yes. you need to set the, set, 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 set the line then. I mean, although I could be the do for a win representative, so. Right. I know. I get to split my risk. So yeah. it, this seems like not that big a deal to me. I think I'm I'm getting probably rightfully hated on, but not really thought about in the right way. Mm-hmm. People aren't thinking about doubling my, my risk of tolerance, so. Mm-hmm. We'll figure that out and probably talk more about it. it. You know, we're not a weekly show, so we're not going to be able to do all our picks live on the show. It will you. be for Patreons only. Oh, we should do it for Patreons only. <laughs> oh man! I mean, if we're like legitimately bad enough, like there would be utility for the people to sign up for that. So my thing about sports betting is, I don't, I don't think I have any more knowledge than anyone else. But for some reason, I seem to be just incredibly lucky when it comes to sports betting. Much mm-hmm. like when it comes to video poker, maybe. Although I'm probably down lifetime in video poker, even with multiple. Uh... Uh, that is just not possible <laughs> no, with right. two That's royals in the very low number of hands you've played. That's true. Since I'm up gambling in the last six years, it seems pretty unlikely that video poker, that I'm down that was, in video poker. That was a wildly 
unrealistic statement you made. If you take out the two royal flushes, I'm you, you vastly sh- down. Sh- shocking. <laughs> it's amazing how that works out. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I've had a lot of gambling luck, but we can talk more about that in the Vegas segment. I think you've had a lot of average gambling luck and two royals. Well, and I won two NCAA pools in the last few years for like uh, fair. 1800 fair. bucks total. So speaking of gambling luck, how'd your Vegas trip go? It's pretty good. It started out with a lot of no gambling luck, a lot of bad gambling luck. Uh, and then on the last day, I completely turned it around. I hit a four aces with a kicker on a terrible double-double bonus machine at, at Mandalay Bay and won 500 bucks on that, which got me right close to even and then ended up the trip. You know, did did you parlay months. it directly into getting a baseball sign that says, Craig, you're due for a win? I did Keep not. Yours. No, we can get into that. Should I go straight into the plans that we talked about for my solo day and how I did <laughs> I mean, or did not it, it came up on Twitter and I posited my hypothesis of what really happened, but... <laughs> Yes. Uh, just you could just just walk us through the trip. We'll we'll. I mean, that's one of the later days. We need to build the suspense. The last day. Yeah. Yeah. So I got out there Sunday evening. We pretty much got there. Sat around the room for like half an hour while I had nervous energy and was like, okay, let's go gamble somewhere, drink somewhere, do something. I can't be sitting here in this room. Uh, Planet Hollywood room was like totally reasonable, but for some reason I had these grand expectations of what I was going to get with my comp rooms in Vegas. So I was like, oh, it's not a very nice room. Um, in that, you know, I would prefer the hard rock AC room over that room, which is my baseline. I was like, it's got to beat that room, which is a very nice room, but, uh, I don't know. It was great. It was, it was like very generic and kind of like blah. I'm su- I'm surprised by that. I heard that the rooms were supposed to be nice though. That was six years ago or whatever. So I, th- I would have liked it better if it was all themed out like it used to be, but it mm-hmm. just felt very kind of generic and, and not. So you, you liked the Hard Rock Las Vegas rooms better that we stayed in? Oh, yeah. My bachelor party. Yes, absolutely. I preferred the Hard Rock Las Vegas rooms. Mm-hmm. So that was my first hotel. We went to Blue Ribbon Brasserie at the Cosmo the first night. It was quite good. Service was very good. Uh, we then went and got a verbena at the Chandelier Bar, which I thought was... 90% absolutely disgusting, and I know people really like it, but whatever that Szechuan button is, just not a fan, and made me not able to taste anything, and like, I, I honestly, like, the first sip after I took it, I was like, I think I'm going to be throwing this up later. Oh, did it, so, did it have, like, the, the Szechuan pepper that makes your mouth go numb? Yes, yes, and as soon as yeah. I was chewing on it, I was like, I have great, great regrets of this decision. And then just trying to drink the drink, they're like, it changes the flavor of the drink. But at first, you just kind of don't taste anything, and it's just cold and feels gross. And I was like, there's no way I'm not vomiting this up later. <laughs> just just to talk about that a little bit, I mean, I, as the listeners know, I'm a big fan of the kind of Asian noodle rooms and kind of authentic Chinese food in general. And But I do have to say that you will go to places, and they will put those kind of like numbing peppers in the food and i'm not like a huge fan of the numbing pepper even though i know it is a very authentic thing to to do to let you eat spicier food or whatever but so it's not really it's like a it looks like an acorn yeah yeah it's a it's a it's like a numbing pepper so it took like half an hour for that to wear off and then by the Uh time it finally wore off i was like okay the drink's okay not good but fine um and that's that's not really praise for the drink. I would never buy it again, and I would not recommend it to anyone even to try just to try. <laughs> you're you're also very, I don't know, it seems a little outside your comfort zone. 
Yeah. I mean, I like cocktails, but I think this is more like it's a weird experience and not like mm-hmm. you're getting it to get a good cocktail. So I would highly recommend just going and, and picking out a good cocktail rather than doing that or picking out a good cocktail first and then doing that later, maybe once you've already had a couple and you're a little more mm-hmm. drunk, which, I mean, for me, would have just meant that I would have gone straight to the bathroom and spit it out. <laughs> Which would have been a better decision anyway. I, I, I didn't think that's what we were going when you were talking about going straight to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there wasn't wasn't much of that this trip. Uh, it's a pretty, you know, pretty low-key <laughs> night the first night. Gambled. Went to bed at a reasonable time for once. Mm-hmm. Where'd you gamble? I think I did only machine gambling the first night. A little mm-hmm. bit on the machines at... Uh, Cosmo. Cosmo, and then a little bit at the machines at Planet at Hollywood. Yep. And then went up to the room. And that was that. Mm-hmm. So very not exciting. Yeah, I think I was only. I think I was down like I don't know, seventy five bucks. It wasn't too bad. Sixty bucks. And was it? Was this the only day everyone was there the whole time? Yeah. So it was Paul, my brother, mm-hmm. uh, our friend Craig, our friend Dave, our friend Andy, who got in right at the same time I did, and then mm-hmm. Tommy, the surprise guest, my friend who lived across the street from me, all growing up. Uh, which wasn't a surprise at all, actually. Uh, that got spoiled, I think, within like 10 minutes of, of that even mm-hmm. becoming a thing. But yep. Uh, so Tommy ended up being the person in my room. But then he spent the whole day next day working because he works remotely and he had to be on all these conference calls. So we didn't see much of him. Um, but the next day we woke up, we went to breakfast at Hex at Paris, which was very good. Uh, it was hot. We sat outside, which may have been a mistake. Because it was like, you know, 90 when we sat down at 10 o'clock, and then it was like 100 when we left yeah. at, at 11. It was so. July in Las Vegas. Uh, so then, yeah, so that was, it was hot, but it was it was good food, good good drinks. I got a um, Bloody Mary. It was tasty. I'm not mm-hmm. a big Bloody Mary guy, but it was good. And then we went to the pool. So me, Andy, Dave, Craig, and yeah, I think that's it. Went to the pool and hung out for a little bit. Uh, so I actually did make it to the pool, even though I didn't, you know, lose the 10 pounds I said I was going to lose. The, the pool at Planet Hollywood gets a bad rap. People say, like, oh, it's very boring and it sucks. But I don't know. It's on the sixth floor. You're, like, right under the, the Eiffel Tower thing, and you can see some of the strip buildings and stuff. I think it's actually kind of cool, uh, especially when it's not crowded. Apparently, everybody who was there Saturday went on Saturday, and it was, like, shoulder-to-shoulder people in the pool. And you basically had to be in the pool because it was 110 degrees. So uh, I thought it was, like, nice and relaxed. Three drinks, 51 bucks. That sounds before tip pricey it was a lot for like you know gin and tonics and vodka sodas and stuff that are not necessarily expensive drinks but hey man you're paying to be at the pool and to be lubricated while at the pool (laughs) it's freezing (laughs) um so then we were we were going to (laughs) dinner to meet my brother for dinner after he got out of his conference but we were all very hungry because we hadn't eaten since breakfast. And so we ended up going to Gordon Ramsay Burger at Planet Hollywood at like four, which uh-huh. was probably a mistake. Gordon Ramsay yes. Burger, it was fine. The food I thought was fine. I don't think it was amazing. Uh, you know, I don't think it was any better than any other like gourmet burger place. Yeah. I hear that people like his the his restaurant in Paris, right? That's yeah. The people like the reviews. steak place. People do review the burger place pretty well and it was good, but it wasn't anything to write home about. Um, but then we were all really stuffed. And so we met my brother at Sage in Aria, which was a super cool spot, really good cocktails. And the food looked excellent, except none of us, except for Paul ate at, at Sage. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, so yeah, I wish I had saved some room for actually good food at Sage rather than eating 
just mediocre hamburgers. It wasn't mediocre. It was better than mediocre, but it wasn't amazing. So then that night we went to Absinthe. Oh, so it happened. We did go to Absinthe. I was blown away by Absinthe. I thought it was amazing, just hilarious. A couple of the comedy parts kind of fell flat in just their completely over-the-top vulgarity, which I'm totally fine with vulgarity, but uh, it actually has to be funny. But most of it was extremely funny and vulgar, and then the, the like acrobatic stuff and all the acts during the actual show were, were really, really good. And so that's something, honestly, I think the acts change enough that I would say if you know, the stars align, the planets align where I can go to Vegas again, I would make it a point to go to Absinthe. You'll find the $100 in your wallet and make it happen again? Yeah, I will. Yeah, I would say, like, Absinthe is worth going to, like, every time you go to Vegas if you don't go every two months when you're going to see the same act. It was that good. I can't imagine anything being that good, but okay. Uh, So then we gambled at Flamingo, which I said going in I was not going to spend any time at Flamingo because we spent a lot of time there at your bachelor party. And And it's awful. It's just not a good place. (laughs) It needs to be said. With our friend Craig leading the pack we ended up at flamingo not surprising oh my God. he idiot. loves it we, we played three card poker there it went poorly i don't think i've ever had anything close to a winning session in three card poker yeah it's like we have a losing session or just get like two random big hands get like yeah. a straight flush or three of a kind i don't think i even had a single hand that was better than break even like you know you you're you, betting you, you win the bet and you push and you lose the ante or whatever yeah right like the yep. the dealer doesn't qualify yep or something so you all you do is push even though you have a good hand yeah i, I think i maybe won like five dollars on hand. so i had played and we played three card poker at planet hollywood i think before that or aria before that so i ended up playing three card poker twice which i don't like three card poker i will say i was wearing my leeds united shirt which, you know, I've mentioned previously on the podcast. Yes. And I'm wandering around Aria, and I just hear, I, Leeds United. And I look over, and this little British guy is doing the, like, lead salute. And I was like, yes, that's exactly what I wanted to happen. So that was really cool. Um, it was everything you hoped. It was everything I hoped for, yes. And then, so that was pretty much that night. I think we, like, wandered around Link and got pretty drunk at this crappy American did beer it, bar, cocktail bar. Did you go on... Uh the high roller no no oh come on it you're was, at link man it was too expensive for something that looked really stupid you you disappoint me yeah no reason to do you it you could have gone on the car with the full bar we could have craig was trying to persuade us to spend 45 dollars on the car with the full bar and i was like that seems not but is it. it all you can drink for that half hour for 30 minutes oh yeah for 45 bucks dude you said you spent 51 bucks on three shitty drinks at that's, the pool that's a good point you could when have you, more than three drinks and be in this sweet high roller. You're way more convincing than Craig was, I have to say. Yeah, if I you mean, were there, what can, what can I say? If, we, if you were there, we would have been on the high roller. <laughs> uh, so that was that night. Tuesday, we woke up. People started leaving. Um, we ate a very fast breakfast at Paris before people left, just like, you know, grab coffee and stuff. And then I went to Mandalay Bay with Andy because it was just me and Andy, my brothers in the conference, and... Dave and Craig were gone, and Tommy was gone. So I go, I check in at Delano, everything's going smoothly, and the woman's like, okay, so you've got $50 resort credit and $50 free play. And I was like, no, I have $100 resort credit and $75 free play. And she's like, oh, okay, let me call MLife and figure it out. She calls, and they say, oh, well, you know, you changed your reservation, and and it was a different promo code. 
And I was like, no, I changed my reservation because it was this promo code. <laughs> and she was basically like, well, I can't do anything for you. You should go to the M Life desk. So then I was like, you know, nervous about how that was going to go. Went to M Life. They were able to sort it out pretty quickly. The M Life desk at Mandalay Bay. The guy made one call and was like, oh, yes, they put the wrong offer code in for you when you checked in. Uh, and so he could see what actually happened, which was that I updated to the better offer code instead of the downgraded offer code. So got that taken care of, got my slot play, played my slot play. I think I turned $75 in slot play into like 35 or 40 bucks, which is fine. It's not great. Yeah, it's pretty medium. Yeah. Oh, I also went to redeem my Shark Reef tickets at Mandalay Bay, through which I got through my Vegas for free, except I realized that when I had a Borgata account and linked it with my overall MLife account, it basically booted the connection that I had with my Vegas. So when I went to try to redeem my Vegas rewards, it was like, you don't have an account. Like, what are you talking about? So even though I had a My Vegas account and an M Life account, it was like this is not the same account. Like you have the, the, the wrong. Question, the question remains: When will Borgata actually be brought in to M Life so that it works? So I I only have one account and one card now. Mm-hmm. So that card should work everywhere. So what they so after you know like twenty minutes while Andy's you know being like what the hell are you doing this entire time, wasting his Vegas time? Uh, they finally were able to get me synced up by like resetting my online password basically like they had to make it seem like i was creating a new online account and the whole time i'm thinking like this is definitely going to end with me losing my hundred dollar resort credit and 75 dollars yeah yeah, (laughs) but it's your amlife account probably so it didn't and i was able to get shark reef tickets but not until the following day so i went alone we can talk about that when we get to to wednesday to my my alone day uh, so Andy and I walked from Mandalay Bay to Luxor, quickly through Luxor because there's nothing to do there, to Excalibur, right. which is glorious. You know, I always said, like, I like Excalibur. It's a fun place. Going there on a Tuesday at, like, 2 in the afternoon, not a fun place. <laughs> <laughs> so we went into the high limit slots area. We were the only two people there. And we played Spin Poker, which was the one good video poker in all of Excalibur. Checking out that VP free too. I did. It's, I have to say spin poker poker was pretty fun. Like the idea where it's basically a slot machine sort of like with lines, you can play a bunch of different lines. So that was pretty fun. I could see myself playing that again. Then we went back to Mandalay Bay, got some drinks at Fleur, which was not, the drinks were not great. I would say better or worse than the terrible bar in New York, New York that we went to mm, better better i would say i had an option to get that bar credit again and i was like never again it was bad not even for 50 dollars for free well so like the weird thing was we had like a time that we had to go right i don't think so Uh. we just were over there when Mm. it was completely dead okay so then we gotten lifts and went to herbs and rye which is off strip maybe by like a mile i don't know and that is where you get half price steaks and cocktails from 4 to 8 p.m. or 5 to 8 p.m. or whatever it is. The half price cocktails are not the cocktails on the menu. It's just basically like well drinks. But mm-hmm. half price steaks, man, that's a good deal. I think it was one of the best steaks I've ever had in my life. I got an 18-ounce ribeye. It was $31. And I was going to get the New York Strip, but I was like, when am I ever going to be able to get a, a ribeye for 31 bucks? So I went with that. Uh, I think ribeye, truffle mac and cheese, and two cocktails 
was $61 before tip. So I would highly, highly recommend anybody who is looking for a place to get some steak in Vegas, check out Herbs and Rye. It was really good. Then we went downtown. And so we actually made it to downtown before my solo day. So I was like, this is definitely going to mean I don't do the downtown video poker crawl, right? So we went to the D. I twice got four to a Royal with a flush. So I ditched the flush and kept four to a Royal. And of course, neither time got the Royal. Got nothing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Ended up with nothing, like not even jacks are better. So that was good. Uh, and then we went to downtown cocktail room. Um, which was very good and very fun. We had a very fun bartender who was like completely nuts and giving us extra drinks, which seems like something management would not like, but it was fun. She's like, I'm trying out this drink that I'm making here. Try it. And she's just giving us like full drinks of other stuff. She poured me a angels envy old fashioned. That was like three times the angels envy that should normally go into an old fashioned and charged me less than the menu price for just old, uh, angels envy neat which was kind of amazing. So uh, yeah, go check out. Also go check out downtown cocktail room. And then right next to downtown cocktail room is the El Cortez. What did, what did Mikey E call it on Vegas tripping all these many moons ago? Death's waiting room, I think. Um, <laughs> Certainly it's the most likely place in Las Vegas, probably to get shot. I think. No, it's just full of old people. Yeah. Um, probably, you know, outside of the El Cortez, if you wander a couple blocks away. But I thought El Cortez was like pretty nice and kind of really? had a cool vibe to it. We played five dollar craps for I don't know probably an hour or more than an hour. Um, it we didn't end up winning. We ended up losing our buy-ins, but it was it was fun, fun, good, good crew, good players, like really fun place to play. And then we headed back and went to bed because that was like you know two thirty in the morning or something. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I woke up, I was incredibly tired. I woke up at 6 a.m. every single morning, like on the dot, 6 in the morning. And I was just like, I can't sleep in because East Coast time, it's 9 a.m. And I would like try to lay there for a little bit. And I was just like, I can't, I can't do it. So I was extremely tired the entire trip. But then it was my last day. And I was trying to think, do I want to do all the stuff I said I'd do on the podcast? Do I want to go get this Pete Rose autograph at noon, which means hanging out at Mandalay Bay until noon? Do I want to just head straight downtown and do this video poker call? I had had a lot of cocktails, so I wasn't feeling great. I had a free buffet at Mandalay Bay through my Vegas, and I was like, I really don't want a buffet. Uh, but I realized it was completely free, and there was no line. So I just walked up and was like, I'll just have a couple of French toast sticks and some fruit and then leave, which is what I did. <laughs> Drank some coffee, left a tip, and walked out. So that worked out pretty good. And then I went up to my room and I was so tired. I was like, maybe I should just take a nap, man. And I was like, it's my last day in Vegas. This is dumb. I was actually messaging with Justin W., uh, listener Justin W., who was like, dude, don't do it. Don't just end up wandering aimlessly. Like, get off your ass. Get to downtown. Oh. So it's, I have Justin to blame that you actually did something. It didn't ruin right. your vacation. Um, so I also actually had bought the American Casino Guide on his recommendation. And so I had all of these match play coupons for downtown. And so I was like, you know, it was only 9 bucks or 10 bucks or whatever it was. It's not like if that goes to waste, it really means anything in the grand scheme of my Vegas trip. I was like, I do have like probably 100 bucks in, in match play coupons and another 30 or 40 in slot play if I go down. This seems very positive EV for me. So I did it. I got in a lift. I got there. By the time I got there, I had maybe like three and a half hours to do the entire downtown video poker crawl. And so my plan was pop into one place. I had I had it mapped out exactly the order to go in 
for maximum efficiency. Pop in 20 bucks in a video poker machine based on recommendations from vpfree2.com. If either lose the 20 bucks or double it and get out and then just plow through the 11, except the American Casino Guide coupons added a wrinkle that in a bunch of the places I had to go redeem coupons, sign up for a player's card, go do whatever it took to get the coupon, whether, you know, match play, you just go play the match play. But some of the slot play stuff, it's like you have to play $20 in a machine and you got to come back and get a coupon whatever, whatever. Uh, so I started at the El Cortez, which I had been at the night before. So I was like, okay, just plow through this. Like, just go. I picked out the first machine, played my 20 bucks, lost it in like five minutes, and I was out of the El Cortez. But I realized later there are coin droppers at the El Cortez. I could have been playing old school coin droppers instead of just regular ticket in, ticket out. So if I had to do it over, I would have done the coin droppers. You always have to have some regrets. It's true. Uh, the D also has coin droppers, but I just went to the view bar at the D and got a free drink. So I ordered a drink at the at the view bar, and I think my second or third hand was four of a kind. And I was and they do like mini progressives on their double double bonus, so it was like I don't know thirty one bucks or something. So I was immediately at fifty, and I was like, well, I should cash out, but I just ordered a drink, and that feels kind of crappy. So I played for like I don't know ten fifteen more minutes, got down to forty one dollars, and was like, okay, no, I can't risk going below double when I started out up. So I moved on, except I had $25 match play there. Used that one at Blackjack on my $25 match play, so I was immediately up 50 bucks uh, at Blackjack. Decided to stick around and play for, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 minutes and just was like pretty much even the entire time and got to a point where I was like, okay, that's enough of this. I'm even. I'm still up my 50 bucks, and I'll just take that and go. Uh, made a sports bet at the Circa Sportsbook where they had Maryland over under for wins in football at three and a half. And that seemed pretty low. So I bet, bet that wandered out to downtown grand, which I thought about skipping, but I was like, nah, they've got all this full pay video poker. So I booked it out to downtown grand. It's incredibly close. Everybody's like, well, nobody goes out there cause it's a block away. It's like the shortest block in the world. And I highly recommend you make the walk because it's, it's a pretty cool spot. It is very dead. I was like one of four or five people in the casino actually playing, um, sat at the furnace bar, and again, pretty much immediately hit, uh, I think, two four of a kinds. Like, I was up $100 pretty much right out of the gate. Ordered a Coors Light, talked to the bartender, who was pretty friendly. Went and got my free deck of playing cards for by signing up for the player's card, uh, player's card with um, my American Casino Guide coupon. Got some free slot play by signing up, which I immediately lost my money, plus the slot play. Uh, and then came back to Fremont. Fremont, I also had like multiple coupons. So I ended up spending like 45 minutes or an hour at Fremont dealing with all this coupon stuff. And just, it's like incredibly cramped, super low ceilings, looks old as shit. The restaurant, the one restaurant there in the back looks really like it was built in 1965 and has never changed. I, I did not enjoy my time at the Fremont, but I still ended up there for way too long. <laughs> I think I, I actually left even because I lost my 20 bucks, but then I had $10 slot play that had kicked in because of the 20 bucks that I lost. And so I was just like, ah, I'll just play it on the same video poker machine and got up to 20 bucks and was like, okay, cool. I'll take even, even though that broke the rules of my video poker crawl. Uh, so then I was like, shit, I have no time. The place I wanted to go was Main Street Station. So I skipped the Golden Nugget. I went to the Four Queens just for like a second to play. Four Queens also didn't seem all that great. I know people like it. I wasn't a huge fan. Uh, skipped the Binions, 
which I had walked through the night before, and it's nothing to write home about. I had also watched the entire Casino Confidential on Amazon Prime, and so I felt <laughs> like I didn't need to see any more of Binion's. Golden Gate, I think, was next. So I popped into Golden Gate, uh, had another $25 free play, which I or match play, which I immediately lost at Blackjack. Lost my 20 bucks at video poker and very quickly moved on. At this point, I'm like hustling. I just ran through the plaza real quick and was like, okay, this is the plaza. Looks okay. Didn't play my 10 play, $10 match play that I had there. Looked at the Cal across Main Street and was like, can't cross Main Street again. Don't have time. And just ran to Main Street Station and went in. And you go into Main Street Station and it's like, ah, oh, I should have come here first. This place is amazing. So cool looking. Uh, went and sat down at a video poker machine. And again, I think immediately hit a four of a kind. So I was up, I want to say 30 bucks, pretty much right out of the gate. Uh, was ready to go cash out. And then I was like, wait, I have a match play here. And the whole reason I wanted to go to Main Street Station was to sit at the Boar's Head Bar and play where there is uh, comped craft beer from the 777 Brewery. And they give you scratchers if you hit four of a kinds. Supposedly, I didn't hit a four of a kind, so I didn't get one. But... So I went and sat there. Uh, well, I played my match play on roulette. It hit. So I was up $20 there. I think I was like up 13 bucks or so on all my match play and free play stuff. So my profit from the American Casino Guide coupons was a whole $4, which I mean, it's $4 more than I would have had. Uh, went to the Boar's Head Bar, sat there, pretty much slow played my 20 bucks. Was right around even. I ended up down ten bucks, and at that point, I was like, "Shit, I need to be getting back to the strip to meet Paul if we're going to get dinner before our show that night." So I booked it back to the strip, and uh, I don't know. I have to say, like, if I would have started at Main Street Station, I think I would have just sat at Main Street Station the entire time. Like, that's a really cool place to play. Cool. And I, I definitely like it. Gave me a real appreciation for downtown doing this whole video poker call. So I was really happy I did it. Like, I could definitely see myself maybe spending a night downtown, although I told that to my brother, and he was like, that's dumb. I stayed at Four Queens once. You don't want to stay downtown. Uh, <laughs> but, like, Main Street, I would definitely want to spend, like, more time in Main Street Station, more time in the D, more time in downtown Grand, which was cool, even though it was pretty quiet. It's basically, like, video poker heaven at downtown Grand with all those full pay machines. Like, greater than 100% double-double bonus. Mm -hmm. uh, my biggest takeaway is that I need to brush up on my double-double bonus, but... Uh, I was up $101 in the video poker crawl. Good job. So it's pretty good. But you still have $500 to explain, right? Yes. So before I left for the video poker crawl, I was feeling stressed out, as I do. Always do. Yep. And I was like, oh, man, I just I need something to take the edge off. So I sat down at this, the only video poker bar that I found open in Mandalay Bay. This was, I think, before I even went to the buffet. And I was playing bonus poker. And I, did, I didn't even look at the, the pay table. I was just like, yeah, whatever, I'll just play. I know that all the pay tables here suck, so it doesn't matter. And I'm sitting there playing, and I'm, like, losing my money. Uh, and the bartender comes over and gives me my drink, and she looks at the machine, and she's like, you, you should be playing. Like, a lot of people really like this other game and, like, goes out and, like, does double-double bonus. And it's like, yeah, I know what double-double bonus is. But apparently I, you know, I act like I know what I'm doing, but I was playing bonus poker that literally was the exact same pay table as Jack's or better. Like, there was no bonus in this bonus poker. It was very weird. Uh, so then, you know, I'm playing double-double bonus. I don't know what the pay table was, but it wasn't great. So I'm playing it. I literally lose, like, the first eight hands I play in double-double bonus. I'm cursing the bartender's name, and I'm like, this is bullshit. I'm down to – I don't know if I was down to my last bet or two bets. I hit, like, three of a kind to get up to $3.75. I hit another bet. I lose again. I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to – this sucks. This is going to be, like, a $20 drink. And I hit the machine, and I get a pair of aces. I'm like, okay, it's something. And then – 
deal. Four aces with a four, which is 2,000 credits. Mm-hmm. 500, 500 bucks. Yep. Yeah, so I, I'm i sitting there like, this is unbelievable. I can't believe I was down. Before that, I was down $501 for the trip. <laughs> so I hit that. <laughs> uh, and like as it's racking up credits, I the bartender looks over to me, and I was like, I, I owe you a nice tip uh, because – she told me to switch the games, and that would have been, I don't know, whatever that was, 20-something dollars, 30 bucks, if I was just playing shitty bonus poker there. So that made me feel much, much better about the entire trip, gambling-wise, because like, before that, I was like, ah, oh, do I really want to do this downtown video poker crawl where I could lose another 200 bucks? But then when you're suddenly, like, basically even for the trip, it's like, ah, I freed up so much gambling budget. Cool. So I think it's just dinner in your show you need to talk about still? Yeah, so we grabbed a quick dinner at Libertine Social at Mandalay Bay, which is pretty good. Same chef, Sean McLean, as Sage. And then we went to Piff the Magic Dragon at Flamingo. And I was so freaking tired for it that I was, like, really struggling to stay awake. Uh, Although I'll say it was a very funny show. The comedy is way better than the magic. So if you're going for magic tricks, like, don't go for... You're basically going to a stand-up show. Uh, And then we wanted to check off a couple of fancy bars on our list before we left vegas so we went to tried to go to um the dorsey at the venetian which is a famous well a cocktail bar by a famous bartender sam ross we went there were no seats at the bar we ended up going to another sam ross bar called rosina the menu there was like very boring so we were like this sucks we should go to the other place so we got we got one cocktail there ran back to the dorsey and got a cocktail at the dorsey and at this point i was like i'm gonna pass out and so we were going to go to another place. We were going to go to Skyfall at Delano, which is where I was staying. Um, the Delano room was amazing, by the way, and the view was fantastic. Uh, definitely a place I would like to stay again. But we were too tired to do that, so I went to bed and then woke up at 4 in the morning to get on my flight the next day and get out of town. So that's the Vegas trip. All right. It was. It's a lot of talking for me. <laughs> is it, was it worth the wait? Oh, it was excellent. Just an amazing trip, start to finish. I wish I was not as tired. If I had to do it over again, I would have drank a lot of, like, five-hour energy energy or something to to really power through, especially on the last night. But I was worried because I was like, I don't want to be up at three in the morning and then have to go get on a five-hour flight because I cannot sleep on flights. So that was that was my one, like, real regret was just being so tired all the time and that I couldn't sleep past 6 a.m. any day of the entire trip, which was very frustrating, but... That's my Vegas trip. I think I'm going to do a whole write-up about the downtown Vegas video poker crawl to inspire people to do the same thing. And also, thanks to Justin W. for getting Making me off my ass. Yeah. So the real question, Craig, though, if you don't go back to Vegas, speaking of the win, how are you going to get your free win room? I know. So I so actually, I get I got home. I checked my offers on MLife, and I was like, they're still giving me the same offer of four nights at Delano and you can book up to a year in advance. And I was like, clearly the play here is just to book a year for a year for book now in 2020 and hope that it works out. And so I just playfully was like, Hey, Andrea, do you want to go to Vegas next year for free? I get the same offer and I'm going to lose it and I can book it up to July. And she was just like, no, <laughs> like it's not happening. Don't do it. Uh, I did get my Caesars offers back. So my Caesars offers were like, discount off the standard not logged in rate leading up to the trip. And then I didn't gamble that much at Planet Hollywood or Caesar's Properties in general. And I don't know. I guess guess they were just like, you know what? You've stipped us many times. Let's make sure you're at least the very, very low roller that we think you are. And I guess I I at least did that for them. 
So I have, you know, midweek comps again in AC, so that's good. We didn't actually know that you're alive, but now that you've let us yes. know that you're alive, know. we'll give you some, some offers. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, I think that's mostly the trip. I went to the Shark Reef Aquarium at the Mandalay Bay. I spent more time in the gift shop than the actual aquarium. I got stuff for my kids. That was good. Saw some t- sea turtles. I like sea turtles. I like turtles. I do like turtles. Uh, I didn't have my face painted like a turtle. Was oh, he, is yeah, his face that... painted even? Was his face even painted like a turtle? No, he was like a zombie or something. <laughs> yeah. I like turtles. Uh, everyone should know what that's about. If you don't, yes, and if you don't, you failed at life. Yeah, you failed at the internet. I don't know. So I got two tickets for the Shark Reef through My Vegas, and I was like, I feel kind of dumb getting both these tickets. But I went up to Will Call and they just gave them to me. So then I'm about to walk in and I'm like, you know what? Let me just turn around and go to the line and say, here's a ticket, which I did. And some foreign tourists were extremely confused about what was going on. And they're like, well, we have to buy four tickets. And I was like, well, now you have to buy three tickets. Like, this is not that hard. It's a free ticket. You don't owe me anything. Just take it. Whatever you are going to buy, buy that minus one because you now have this ticket. And they were like, thank you. <laughs> My job here is done. And then you murdered them later that night. As I did. I, I stalked them back to their hotel. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> poor, poor German or whatever they were, tourists. Uh, yeah. Should so, we talk about this b- very brief news information that we have here? Sure. <laughs> we can do that. through it. So let's skip that one because that's one you have to talk about. And it's probably time for me to talk for a little bit. So... Uh, Tropicana, they have on-machine ordering now. Uh, which is great. If anybody needs it, it's Tropicana with their crappy drink service. Yes, which it, it does sound good, but it's a red light, green light system like some video poker bars have. Like all the M-Life bars in Vegas, right? Yeah. Yes. So you, uh, yeah. I think it's all the M-Life bars do. Yeah. So you have to pay, play enough for the green order button to pop up. So hat chip to... Tony L and everything AC. Uh, I don't know. You you were doing some work on the resort fee list on our website. So what changed? So Hard Rock's resort fee went from fifteen to seventeen dollars, which after all the state garbage makes it twenty four fifty eight on top of the room rate. Twenty four fifty eight in hidden fees. Uh, Oceans went from twenty to twenty three dollars, so it's now thirty one dollars and forty cents. So the hat tip, hat tip there is to Megan K, who sent me her bill. So with, the the so just I know you were just in there. The highest is still CET, and it's like thirty two something. Yeah, thirty two twenty eight or something like that. So this mm-hmm. is just below it's right that. there. Yeah. Uh, somehow Borgata is still twenty two dollars and thirty one cents, which is insane because there are Vegas M Life casinos where the fee after yeah, taxes like, is fifty one dollars. And so I don't know how they haven't increased the the Borgata fee when other places in Atlantic City are significantly higher than them, but here's hoping they just don't realize that they should do that. Yeah. Golden Nugget's the only thing cheaper than Borgata at $20. We'll never talk about it again. Yes. Let's hope they don't listen to this episode, which they don't. <laughs> which they don't. Check. Yeah. All right. So that's the resort fee list. It's on the website. Go check it out. It's under resources, the resources tab. Also, if you Google Atlantic City resort fees, our spreadsheet shows up as like the official thing. Like it actually shows the spreadsheet in, I mean the like table in the Google results. 
as like this is the most accurate thing we could find. So that makes me feel very good about our Craig Craig Stone uh, SEO uh, God. Yeah, except that you know if it shows up in the results and you don't need to click the page. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Google is fucking us. Basically, <laughs> is what's going on. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, you're like the SEO anti god. Yes, yeah, pretty much. So Ocean's running a new member rebate, which happened right when they first opened, but this one seems a little bit worse. So you could lose between fifty and five hundred dollars in your first day as a member, and get that refunded as free play over two installments for future visits, slots only. So no video poker, table games, video rule net, or Kino, which I don't know why they wouldn't reimburse Kino because it's a terrible game. If you're gonna but... play Kino, they should be like just take it back. Yeah. Keep coming back and playing Kino. Yeah. So uh yeah, I mean, back when Ocean first opened, they had a very famous, uh, you know... Back when it, was, when it was Revel, you mean? Right, when Revel first opened, yes. It was whatever you lose, we'll pay you back over whatever, 20 installments or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah, so it was in July when they were in, like, the death throes. They had already been open for a year. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and so this was, like, their attempt to get people. So if you if you go back and listen to, I think, our first episode with Eric Rosenthal... He goes in depth about what this promo was and how he had, you know, teamed up with some people, talked to a lawyer about all the rules, and figured out that this was something gameable and they should just go lose whatever they could possibly lose and then come back frequently to get all of the installments. So that was like 20 installments. This at least is only two installments. But it's also only $500. Not infinity. Yeah. Uh, And it's, I mean, I, I don't have a card. But I also would not probably make it in time to use these two rebates. So this is certainly not getting me to sign up for a card. Yeah. No. Uh, the slots only no. thing is also like, eh. Yeah, it's weak. It's weak that it's not video poker. That sucks. Yeah. So Resorts announced the date for their annual Craft Beer Fest, uh, which is not the AC Beer Musical f- Music Festival that we have been to. Um so the date for the Craft Beer Fest is Saturday, September 7th from 4 to 8 p.m. 35 breweries are going to be there. There's going to be food options and games. Tickets are 30 bucks via Ticketmaster or at resorts. Um, I don't know. What are the reviews of this? Seems like I don't it gets, know much about it. Seems like people like it. Uh, it's obviously way, way smaller than the big AC Beer Fest at the it's also cheaper. convention center. But yeah, I mean, if you're going to be in ac anyway and if you like craft beer probably a pretty good way to spend 30 bucks yeah i mean i would go seems pretty interesting if i were looking to schedule a trip that weekend i would absolutely go yeah so it's the week after labor day yep uh, which is yeah seems like a good idea get some people that yeah. down there when the weather's still nice and it's yeah. the the new miss america pageant <laughs> yes the Trying new to... miss america pageant is the Push yeah. the summer out one more weekend. I think this is their seventh or eighth annual craft beer uh-huh. fest. So they've been doing it there for, for a decent while now. And then the last thing, Tropicana, today, just a few hours ago, posted a triumphant picture on their Twitter and Facebook of people cutting ribbons for a new escalator from the boardwalk level directly up to the William Hill Sportsbook and the casino level. It's very exciting stuff. So where is that? Because the William Hill Sportsbook was not terribly far away from the existing escalators from the boardwalk, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't understand. I mean, you just it. have I mean, to kind of been... migrate around, do for one sponsor, Chickies and Pete's, but yes. it really wasn't terribly far away. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't quite understand how this is really getting you 
a whole lot. I so, mean, maybe if you need to go there immediately and you're coming from the so I, I guess, other side? Yeah, so like the escalators, the the escalators used know. to pull you up into the palm court, right? And now it's going to pull you up into the under the north tower. Like, directly into the casino? I guess that seems like a slight upgrade. I don't know. No, I don't think this is... I think it's just another option, right? It's not like they didn't move existing escalators, did they? No, it's just... A, yeah, it's just another option. Yeah. So you're still yeah, going to yeah. be able to go up the old ones that take you up to the palm court. Yep. Uh, so get excited. Go use those escalators. The other thing you I'm can get excited, excited about... There's a new smoothie joint. And there's some place called Going Nuts. All the nuts that you could possibly want. So we lost Cereal Town. We needed something just really odd and specific. And what we get is going nuts at Tropicana. Do you do you like nuts? Yeah, I I love nuts. I mean, I like I like the protein that they provide. I don't <laughs> need know that I need an entire store of nuts. I already have Peanut World, which is nothing but nuts. So I'm looking at the picture and I'm salivating basically on Facebook. It's all sorts of different kinds of of roasted and presumably unroasted nuts, and probably also legumes. You know what kind of nuts aren't good? And I know this from a trip through Louisiana. <laughs> Boiled peanuts. Oh, really? Just just horrible. Oh, huh. I don't know that I've do ever not, had them. Do not do not enjoy. Okay. Imagine a peanut, but like squishy Ugh. and moist. <laughs> Somebody's going to write back saying that boiled peanuts are a delicacy and that you are a monster. That's fine. I can live with that. So that's the main news. I think we have some stuff that we can skip because my Vegas talk took forever. Indeed. And I'm not editing a second. (laughs) All right. So if you want to reach out to us or any of our other listeners, you can do so at facebook.com slash group slash do for win. Find all of our great content, including a write up about the downtown uh, video poker crawl at doforwin.com maybe i mean no guarantee there but craig says there will be a write-up find our podcast on itunes Stitcher, google play TuneIn radio and spotify but not youtube uh reach out to craig at do for a win or me at kyle askin or send qu- craig questions at do for a win at gmail.com any last words craig yeah so one last thing is that i was on the place your bets atlantic city podcast which just came out today so if you haven't heard of it it's a new well i say new it's the 14th episode but a uh, fairly new uh, Atlantic City podcast, so if you need more Atlantic City content for your ears, uh, go check out Place Your Bets podcast, and especially listen to episode 14 with me on it. <laughs> if you didn't hear me talk enough in the yes. last hour, which you If didn't, what you're missing is Craig Stone talking in your life, you're in luck, because you can listen to more of it. Yeah, so go, that's also on all the services, so go check that out. Cool. All right. Well, thank you guys very much. And we will talk to you in two weeks. And maybe Craig will have an article for you next week. So we're never going to AC again? I don't know. I don't know when I'm even going to be able to, like, take a day trip (laughs) on, like, a Thursday. So part of the problem is that I right now have two days of leave. Uh huh. So that's rough. Yeah. Because I need leave for Christmas break. Sounds like a personal problem. It, it is a personal problem.